Welcome to All Caring Conversations. Your health and wellness matters. I'm your host, Tracy Dawn Brewer. On today's episode, Rhiannon shares her knowledge regarding mental and behavioral health. This is such an important topic and one that we hope will offer useful suggestions to everyone in our community. Please share it to help destigmatize seeking support and care for our entire selves, mentally and physically. Well, welcome to a new episode of Alt Caring Conversations. I'm very excited about our guest today, Rhiannon Nicholas. She's an RN with Alt Care's Disease Management, specifically for behavioral health, and she is a health coach. So, Rhiannon, I'd love for you to share your journey with Alt Care, um, some of your experiences that you've had, a uh, little bit about your team and your interests. Thank you so much for having me. Um, like you said, I'm a registered nurse. I have my bachelor's degree from Kent State University. I'm board certified as a psychiatric and mental health nurse. I started my career working on an inpatient psychiatric unit. I then transitioned to doing psychiatric home care. Um, from there, I came to Alt Care in Primetime in 2018, and I was hired on the disease management team as a behavioral health health coach. So I work with a diverse group of nurses and and our role is to provide education and resources to our members um, about acute and chronic health conditions. We also provide wellness education. And our goal is just to help our members have the tools they need to manage their health care needs. Um, we also offer some telemanagement programs for COPD, diabetes, and heart failure. Um, so we do a lot to try to help, again, members better manage their health. Um, as far as my interest in the field, I've always been interested in mental health, um, especially from a nurse standpoint, I think it's such an integral part of who we are. Um, I feel like mental health can often be seen as like the separate separate component of ourselves, when in contrast, it's intertwined with our whole self and who we are. Sure, sure. It really does affect your physical health, too. So it's uh, an important topic to discuss. And we feel that all of our topics are very important. But today, it's vitally important, because the focus is much more on mental health nowadays. And I think that we're working really hard to uh, take that stigma away. And we've got so much to highlight and share. And um, I'm really excited about this opportunity to bring Rhiannon to everyone. Um, it will give you a glimpse into her passion. I've talked to her many times and it just comes across. She's so genuine. And the commitment to our community around Having that, you know, help for our members in the mental health field, behavioral health field, it's just vitally important. So I'm just really excited to have you on. And I know, Rena, like I said, many times we've spoken before, you always state the importance um, that we need to put towards our mental health and how it relates to our physical health. What are some simple things that we can do for our mental health? So what's nice about mental health and physical health being related is that the things that we do to help one can help the other. So exercising, eating well, getting enough sleep, all of these can be really important things for our mental health. Um, and also we, we look at coping skills and things like that, which I'm sure we'll get into as this goes on. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't want to make the term simple because sometimes, you know, exercising, it's not that simple or getting enough sleep is not that simple. So I, you know, I don't mean to put that as a light adjective on, on that, um, but I just really want to um, 
maybe give some helpful hints in this discussion to some people um, that are, are are looking for just something they can incorporate into their daily lives. And um, I know that we're going to talk about ourselves, uh, meaning, you know, talking about how you can help yourself and then how we can help others. So are there signs that we need to watch for not only within myself, but with friends and loved ones that signal that they need to seek or I need to seek professional help? Yeah, and that's a really good question. There's a lot of ongoing awareness about mental health right now, but we can't address an issue if we don't know what we're looking for. So um, I'll speak in general terms about mental health and not about one specific mental health condition here. But um, first, I should mention that fluctuations in mood are super normal. Um, We all have good and bad days. We all have good and bad weeks. And um, but what we look for is if these symptoms start to persist over a matter of a couple weeks and the bad seems to be outweighing the good, this is when we need to reach out for help. So some of those things might be having less interest in things we normally really enjoy doing Mm. or feeling specifically sad down, depressed, Um, changes in sleep patterns, for instance, not being able to sleep or maybe feeling like you need to sleep all the time or sleeping way too much. Mm. Um, Changes in appetite or eating behaviors can be concerning. So if from your baseline, you start to overeat or you don't have an appetite at all, those are things that we would want to address. Um, Trouble with concentration, negative self-thoughts, having fatigue or poor energy levels, uh, being more fidgety than you used to be or the opposite, maybe feeling much more sluggish. Mm -hmm. Increased substance abuse can be another um, thing that we need to watch for. And lastly, having any thoughts of self-harm or not wanting to live. And this is a big one. Um, If you feel this way or someone confides in you that they feel this way, this should never be a secret. Um, As much as someone may ask you not to tell or you may not want to tell someone your life, everyone's life is worth saving. So these thoughts are always worth addressing. The National Suicide Hotline can provide support in these situations. They can help provide guidance and direction so that uh, you or whomever you're helping can get the appropriate appropriate treatment and resources in that situation. Okay. And that national hotline, will they put someone locally uh, in touch for you or with you? You will talk, it's a 24-7 number. You will talk to someone um, and they will direct you with you. They'll ask for some additional information okay. and then give you direct direction and guidance from there. Okay, that's good to know. That that's great. And are there any like triggers that can affect your mental health? Absolutely. Um these will definitely vary from person to yeah. person. Yeah. We yeah. all have different backgrounds, different life stressors, different abilities to cope, different tolerances. So what may be triggering for one person may not be concerning for someone sure. else. Yeah. But when it comes to triggers, um, if this is affecting your everyday life, um, it can be really helpful to talk to a counselor to learn how to better work through those emotions and feelings. Okay. So there is a you know help out there to kind of cope with those triggers. Definitely. Definitely. Lots of support. That's good to know. You, you know, within your experience, you know, why is there such a stigma about mental health and seeking, you know, care in this, in this regards? I, I think it boils down to a lack of understanding about what mental health is. Um, There's a lot of myths and misconceptions. I think we're slowly starting to debunk these. I think we're getting more awareness out there and a better understanding. And I think we're moving in the right direction. Still a lot of progress to be made, but I think we're moving in the right direction as far as getting awareness and education out uh, to the masses. 
Yes. And I, I always hear the, um, I guess, comparison. I can tell someone I have cancer and I'll get, you know, sympathy and empathy and care. But if I tell someone that I'm, you know, battling depression, they're kind of like, they stop, you know, response system is like not there. Yeah. And I think we get nervous on how to respond to those statements. Um, You know, with, with medical diagnoses, it seems very concrete um, and we can understand what's going on there. But with mental health, again, the lack of understanding of what's going on makes that, I think, a little less easy to grasp. Yeah. That's a great explanation. Yeah. That, that, that helps a lot. You know, like you said, that physical diagnosis is very concrete and people can kind of, you know, understand that a little bit better. So thank you for sharing that perspective, because I think that that helps. And, um, you know, if I want to share my mental health state or my concerns with like my physician, should I be worried if that's held against me for any other medical issues, insurance issues? No, in in contrast, it can help your providers better treat you. Um, Again, that ongoing theme, our mental health and our physical health impact each other. So when Mm -hmm. we're addressing our health concerns, our provider needs to know about all of you, mental health and physical health, so that they can best help you. Okay, that's good to know as well. And, you know, finding that PCP, that, you know, primary care physician that you trust and you feel like you can fight in, that's really important to have that relationship. Absolutely. It's a really good starting spot. Mm -hmm. And let's jump back into that relationship of mental health and physical health. Can you kind of give some examples of how they relate? Yeah. So we know that physical health problems can increase someone's likelihood of experiencing mental health symptoms. And we also know the opposite to be true. Um, So there's been a lot of past research and there's ongoing research into the relationship between the two. And I hope with the more information that we get, the better we can provide treatment and therefore the better outcomes we're going to see in both mental, mental and physical health. Are there different now? I know you were talking in general terms. And you didn't want to specify like a specific condition. So there's multiple types of mental health and behavioral health conditions, are there not? There are, there are, and that could probably be a podcast all its own Um, (laughs) to outline some of those. We do have, we have anxiety disorders. So things like generalized anxiety, panic disorder, OCD, Um, there's mood disorders. So things like depression and bipolar disorder, Um, Mm -hmm. thought disorders. So schizophrenia, Um, personality disorders, eating disorders. So there's really a wide range of mental health conditions and some people can experience more than one at a time. Um, Are there different exercises that you can do, um, maybe physical or mental exercises to help your mental and behavioral health? Yeah, Um, exercise alone is good for mental health. We know that. Um, But when we talk about mental health, we often talk about coping skills too. So Mm. things like deep breathing, slow, deep breaths. It sounds cliche, but they can be really beneficial in times of stress and learning how to manage anxiety. Um, Positive affirmations, meditation, music is very therapeutic for a lot of people and it doesn't have to be classical. It can be whatever you enjoy. Um, Progressive muscle relaxation, all of these things can help us better manage mental health. Oh, those are great suggestions. I love that, especially music. Absolutely. <laughs> how how can I be some supportive uh, for a friend or family member that is struggling with a mental or behavioral health condition? So just being there, being present and being truly present can be really significant for people, knowing that they have a support system. Um, and if you're concerned about someone 
speak up, say something. Sometimes our loved ones are afraid to confide in others for fear of rejection, for fear of judgment, or maybe they don't want to be a burden to you. So figuratively Mm -hmm. opening that door for them can really be helpful. Um, Other things we can do to be supportive would be, you know, research resources that might be local support groups and that type Mm. of thing, Um, and just offering assistance. So sometimes people are very depressed or very anxious, and maybe they need help or you to sit with them while they call their doctor to make an appointment or offer to drive them to that appointment, Um, but also offer and honor privacy if they request that. Um, Other things that may not sound like they would be helpful, but they really could be are things like helping with meals or cooking, um, housekeeping, throwing in a load of laundry for them, um, or maybe helping with kids. Sometimes having kids as joyful as that can be can be a barrier as far as finding time to do other things that you need to do or finding time to have um, do those coping skills and practice self-care. Yeah, those are great suggestions. And like you said, just being there and you don't have to have the perfect response or the answer, but just knowing that, you know, you can be there, that presence, that's huge. And that's such a good point is you don't have to have the perfect response. And I think we get sometimes really um, focused on trying to do everything perfectly right with best intentions because we want to do it best for our, for our loved ones. Um, But sometimes that can be a barrier in reaching out and just knowing that um, again, being there and offering that can be very significant. When we're talking about behavioral health and mental health, are there different concerns at different stages of life and different ages? Yeah, so mental health conditions affect people across the lifespan. Um, So some of these conditions we do see more commonly among different age groups, uh, but seeing your primary care doctor regularly is a great idea. That way they can assess for the appropriate concerns at the appropriate times and uh, help you to the appropriate treatment if it's needed. Okay. Um, So are there any conditions that you can grow out of or, um, you know, if you could battled something that was a challenge when you were younger, do you just expect to deal with that the rest of your life? Uh, Some people will need treatment for their mental health symptoms throughout life. That being said, with treatment, your symptoms could drastically improve. So you may not need Mm. the same treatment or the same level of care throughout life. Okay. That's understandable. There um, are probably a lot of myths and truths, some, you know, regarding some different challenges with mental health and behavioral health. Do you know of any that we can kind of, you know, bring up or or it will trigger a red flag for us? Like, okay, I know that that's a myth. Sure. I can speak to a few. Um, One that we hear often is, and I think it's an older line of thought, but that mental health is a weakness or a character flaw. And this just isn't true. Um, Mental illness is caused by a lot of things, uh, genetics, life stressors, chemical imbalances in the brain, traumatic brain injuries, just to name a few, but definitely not weakness, not character flaw. Um, Another one that I've heard is that children aren't affected by mental health conditions. Um, Also not true. Children uh, can very much experience mental health concerns and they definitely need addressed. We know that early intervention leads to better outcomes um, and better outcomes will lead to better futures. So we want to make sure that we're addressing the needs of our children as well. Um, A big one that I hear and I hear often is that treatment doesn't work or it didn't work for me. And I, I guess a little bit of a longer explanation on this one. There's 
there's a lot of treatments for mental health conditions. Um, some are medication, some are not. Uh, what we do know is that treatment is not one size fits all. So it's hard to say what your body will respond to. And that may be different from the next person with a similar condition. Um, so sometimes it takes a combination of medications or medications and other treatments to find what's going to be best for you. Um, same line there, when we're talking about mental health medications, it's important to take them as directed. Um, so we're not going to get the benefit from them if we don't take them as directed. Um, some of these medications take several weeks to be fully effective, and we need to continue to take them to continue to see results. So again, comparing that to something like high blood pressure, um, we take a high blood pressure pill every day. Um, just because you take that pill and your blood pressure is normal doesn't mean you don't need to take it tomorrow. Mm, um, we need to continue point. to take that to get the best results. Same thing with mental health. Um, also, it, again, it may take a combination of treatments. So just like with high blood pressure, we may need to see our primary care practitioner. We may be prescribed a medication. Um, we may be told to watch our diet, exercise, and follow up regularly. And that's how we will get the best results for blood pressure management. Well, with mental health, we may see a provider. We may be prescribed a medication. Um, we may be encouraged to try counseling or support groups and practice coping skills. And all of these tools are to get together are what's going to help us best manage our mental health symptoms. Wow, that, that's a lot of options. What can I do if I want to seek help for my mental health or trying to help a friend? Like, what's the process to do that? A really good place to start is your primary care doctor. They're going to know your health history and be mm -hmm. able to address any medical concerns that could be impacting your symptoms or your mental health concerns and vice versa. Um, they could diagnose and treat, but if it's something that they feel or you feel requires more help or more assistance, they can direct you to the appropriate services or level of care. Okay. So will you? So that means you pretty much need a referral from your primary care physician? Not necessarily. Okay. Um, a good blanket statement there is to call your customer, customer service line um, and ask about your plan's mental health benefits. Um, that way you can see in-network providers, if you have a copay, if you need any referrals or prior authorizations, um, there's a lot of different plans. So it's best to contact customer service if you think you're going to be needing to get some mental health assistance. That way you know exactly um, what your financial responsibility might look like going into that. Okay, that's good to know. So if I am seeking some uh, help, can you help define what the difference would be between a counselor and a psychologist and a psychiatrist? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think it can be really confusing if you're yeah. not quite sure what you need. Um, <laughs> A psychiatrist is a medical doctor, so they can diagnose, treat, prescribe medications um, for mental health conditions. A psychologist is going to have a PhD, and they're going to be able to treat mental health conditions as well, but they're not going to prescribe medications. So medication management would be from um, a psychiatrist. And then counselors are going to be there to provide your therapy um, and ongoing treatment like that. Okay. Yeah, that helps define each one of those. So that's, that's pretty important to know, you know, who you're going to be talking to and what their limits are of what they can do. Yeah. And you, you may see one or more than one of those practitioners. Um, and for each person that may look different depending on their needs. 
Yeah. So if I am in a uh, clinical setting and, you know, you get that clipboard full of paperwork <laughs> to complete about your history of your health, is it important for me to spell out my mental health concerns or what I'm either, you know, working on, on those papers for anyone that's asking? Should I, you know, disclose that to anyone that has those forms available to me? Absolutely. Again, the mental health is intertwined with the rest of us. So your mental health symptoms may be impacting those physical symptoms or whatever reason you're at the doctor and vice versa. So your healthcare team needs to know about all your symptoms and all your medications in order to best meet your needs physically and mentally. Yeah, that's pretty important for anyone that's going to be taking care of you to know. Yeah, they need to know about all of you. Yes. So I want to go back real quick to the medication part, because you had said, you know, the doctor would be prescribing something um, and just like you would take high blood pressure medicine, for example. What if you don't like the side effects of a drug that you're taking or you don't you know, like that drug in particular, is that negotiable? Is that something that you can work out with your doctor to change or, you know, you don't want to stop it on your own? Exactly. Exactly. And those are really important conversations to have with your doctor. Another reason to have um, a good relationship with your um, primary care doctor or psychiatrist, whomever may be prescribing these medications for you. And like you said, we never want to abruptly stop taking these medications. There can be um, some side effects some symptoms if we abruptly stop them. So it's best to talk to your provider and have them give you direction on how to stop that medication safely. Um, Your provider is likely going to want to know why you want to stop that medication. Mm. And for some people, they're going to say, well, I feel better. And so the conversation may be had there. Well, do we feel better because things are going better and you don't need it? Or do we feel better because the medication is working? Um, But either way, that's a really important discussion to have with your doctor. Um, And, you know, you're in charge of your care there. So what you want to take, um, but talking to your doctor to get the safest way, um, to discontinue those medications is important. Um, But if you don't like the way that medication's making you feel, or maybe um, you don't feel like it's managing your symptoms well, it's important to have that conversation still with your doctor. Um, That way they can address other treatment options with you. Great. That's great to know that that is something you can discuss. It's not like it's forced upon you. So that's good. So I really love all the information that you're sharing. And what if our members in the community want to work with you and your team? How do they go about that process of contacting you? Yeah, if um, you can always contact our intake nurse. Her name is Cindy Burberry, and her number is 330-363-4917. She will take your information if you would need to work um, with any member of our team or me specifically um, and address your needs, and we would help you from there. Okay, that's great to know. Thanks for sharing that number, too. That way, everyone has a direct contact. If they are um, out care members, they can, um, you know, contact Cindy and, and get that set up. Um, what about any community resources for those that maybe aren't members of a plan? Are there some resources that we can share um, that someone can use? Yeah, I think 
a good place to start, you can look at your county's mental health center. Um, they often have a variety of resources available. Um, another one is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI, um, a really good resource for um, people who are struggling with mental health and family, friends and family members. Um, they have national and local chapters, uh, educational courses, lots of support there. Um, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration is another one. Uh, the Ohio Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services has lots of resources and education available. Um, so these are all really good starting spots. Those are great. And I will make sure that we include links to those websites in our show notes. So they'll be easily accessible for everyone listening. And if you're on the uh, website that has all of our podcasts in the description in those show notes, those links will be there. So you have shared just a wealth of information. And I just love that your heart is just so concerned with, you know, making sure people are healthy as a whole, overall, you know, mental and physical state. So um, if anyone has any specific questions um, that I can get back to you, they're welcome to email us at wherehumatter at altcare.com. So Rhiannon, thank you so much for sharing your information and sharing information about your team and what you do for everyone as members and for our community. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.